This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to an all-new episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast with yours truly exclusively on Russo'sBrand.com with Channel Attitude. Oh, my God. I feel so weird without my wedding ring. It's so weird. I have to clean it because I was, I was bad, and I was gardening in my garden, and I forgot I was wearing it instead of my workout one, and it's all, like, grimy and, like, full of dirt, so I'm cleaning it. It's just, I don't know, like, when I went like this, I was like, oh, I don't feel my ring. It's, I don't know, it's just so weird. Anyways, anyways. Uh, today we have another really fun episode, uh, and once again, it is so beautiful outside, so I wanted to do another episode outside, just like last week, and I actually feel like better this week. I was like not feeling great last week at all. Um, so today is going to be a really fun episode because we've got more Q&A questions that we did not get to last week. I've also got some interesting goings on, and I'm also going to do something this week that we have not done in a while, which is talk some wrestling. Um, so we're gonna have we're gonna have a good time today. We're gonna have a good time. So without any further ado, let's dive right on in to this week's Q&A. Now, if you want to get in on all the fun that is weekly Q&As or Q&A Wednesdays with Taylor Hendricks, here's what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to subscribe to Russo'sBrand.com where you get so many different podcasts all for less than a large cup of coffee per month and with no long-term commitment. You've got myself, EC3, Vince Russo, Al Snow, Stevie Ray, Goldilocks, and so many more. Uh, just crazy cool, talented, unique individuals that have all had different accolades in the business and in other industries too. Uh, so to me, there's not a better deal out there. Um, the second thing you're going to want to do is head on over to my YouTube channel. It's on one of the sides here, youtube.com slash at Taylor Hendricks. You're going to want to subscribe there for free. You're going to want to scroll down to the latest Q&A video. Hit the thumbs up. Helps out in the algorithm. The algorithm. <laughs> And you are going to want to comment your question in the comments below that video for your chance to be featured on my YouTube channel and, of course, the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. So, here we go. Get in on all the fun that is Q&As with Taylor Hendricks. And I lost my pen. This is a day. We're having another day, guys. <laughs> all right. So, here we go. Another person asked me, duh, 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 duh. let's see, last week we talked about roller coasters, Oreos, wisdom, uh, worst injuries, favorite foods, um, and stuff like that. So now we're going to head into, do I prefer planning out my matches or doing it all in the ring? Listen, I am from OVW. I am from Rip Rogers training. So if I have to call Shizit in the ring, I can do that. Um, I don't know a lot of women today that can do that. Um, you know, at Rip Rogers, you had to be able to go an hour on the fly. Like, I, I'm not, I kid you not. Um, that is very old school. And I cannot tell you how much that skill has come in handy and saved my behind more times than I can count. I mean, that skill is what got me a WWE tryout. Legit, legit. I've told the story before, but if you guys want to hear it, I can totally tell it to you again. Um, but yeah, that skill legit got me my WWE tryout. When when there was a situation that literally should have destroyed me, I ended up coming out on top ahead of everybody else because of the in-ring, calling in-ring skills 
that I got from training with Rip Rogers. Um, a lot of people always claim to be from OVW, but really they just come to OVW to get a rub and leave. They don't actually pay to train there every, and move there and train there every single week. So I don't know, I kind of have, a, I get miffed about that, but I actually did that. I moved a quarter of the way across the country, never lived on my own before and paid my dues. Um, honestly, I like to plan out some things and then leave the rest open to interpretation. That's what I really like to do. I like to plan a few things, like maybe how to open, how to cut off, and obviously the finish because I'm very old school so I like to know what we need the finish to be and then work backwards and then fill in the gaps that's how I like to approach it it's very old school but to me it makes sense you know um, I don't really know anybody that does a, a puzzle without knowing what the picture is of the puzzle first you know what I mean so to me the finish is knowing what the picture is supposed to be and then the whole match process is putting together the puzzle that's how I that's how I, I personally look at it so I like both um, but yeah calling in the ring I think is an essential skill that's really missing from today's uh, training um, let me see here I need to stop changing the page um someone asked me since I am such an animal lover would I adopt a skunk here's the thing I think it's very cruel to I don't know that process of like declawing them and or that the scent gland thing that's near the anal gland but not quite I think it's kind of cruel um, but without that, if they are previously feral and not domesticated, then that can be a very dangerous situation. Like those claws are savage. Um, they're, they're thicker than a possum and I think bigger than a raccoon. Um, and yeah. And the other thing is, is they can eat your chicken eggs and, and terrorize your chickens. So, uh, probably not, probably not. But if it was already domesticated, then probably but if it was completely feral, no, because there's too many tangibles with my dogs or my cats and and everything else. You kind of have to know, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, a person asked me this kind of controversial question, um, and I already commented on YouTube telling Mo that you know it's a very multifaceted question. So they asked me my opinion on Hulk Hogan. Here's the thing: I don't actually know what Hulk Hogan said that was so controversial i don't know because i didn't see it or hear it but i have a uh my general gist of my take on it is that he supposedly uh or from what everybody tells me he said something that begins with an r and ends with an ist um and obviously that's not okay that's not acceptable um i don't condone any sort of hate like that at all um, I think hate only gets more hate and the only way you can combat hate is with love honestly that's my opinion um, because I've seen both sides play out and I've seen who wins uh, as far as good and evil and love and hate um, and hate only builds more hate you know that's why I'm a I'm a huge defender of free speech I am very much a libertarian when it comes to that but you also have to know with free speech comes consequences and consequences is while you have a right to say what you say, it doesn't mean it should be said. Um, and that's what I think um, without actually knowing the exact thing that he said. Um, and I'll leave you with this. I don't support artist stuff of any kind. I don't think it's okay at uh, towards anyone. Um, and I will say this, when I was around Hulk Hogan, I never heard him say anything that was remotely artist. Um, and I never heard him say anything bad about anybody. And his daughter, Brooke, was nothing but amazing to me. She actually um, gave me a pleasant memory out of being bullied, actually. Um, so 
Uh, I had one of my only photo shoots um, at Impact and the lady didn't want to uh, redo my hair and makeup from the photo shoot to what I was supposed to look like on TV that night for open, yeah, it was open fight night. Um, oh, I'm sorry, that was the, that was the first instance of uh, the bullying, but the second instance involves uh, Brooke Hogan. So fast forward, we are taping uh, a taping that I did not know was uh, not live. So jokes at me. I thought it was St. Patrick. It was Saint. It was for St. Patrick's Day, um, but it wasn't going to air until like six months later or something. I think it aired in like September by the time I was already released. But I literally thought it was live. So I'm celebrating St. Patrick's Day. You know, I'm Irish and I'm also Scottish, and so I have this new, you know, plan ad gear and I wanted to you know come out to she's a rebel by Green Day but that didn't happen uh, you know I just wanted to be you know this you know Boston Goonies never say die sort of you know Southie chick you know I, I nobody was doing it at that time so I thought it would be cool anyways um this lady like did not want to do my hair and makeup um but she uh, and it was really weird because I didn't understand why um, and so I'm just awkward because I don't know what to do. I'm so young and I'm in this awkward situation. I'm already an awkward person socially to begin with. And Brooke Hogan sees what's going on. So she sits me down in um, a, a makeup chair in that room that's not being used and she straightened my hair for me. And that's why I have straight hair in that, that pay-per-view photo where Christy Hemme is ring announcing and I'm wrestling Sojo Bolt and one of the Blossom Twins for uh, that pay-per-view. That's the only knockouts pay-per-view I got to do. Um, and that's why I had straight hair was Brooke Hogan did that for me um, And I remember I had to like put on my own eyelashes too and stuff, but then you know Hannah Blossom uh, got like the full full work, so I um, I Guess the writing was on the wall that I was on the way up, but I was too young to understand and notice So I thought that was like super sweet of her and then there was this one time where Hulk and Brooke actually sat down with me in the makeup room um, I think one of the seamstresses was fixing something for Hulk and he was just talking to me, asking me how I felt about being at Impact and what my goals were and, you know, where I trained and uh, how I felt about my match and, you know, where I felt I could, you know, improve on my skills and, you know, what has been my takeaway so far in the business and stuff like that. Like, he was actually, like, really um, engaging and kind. Um, same with Eric Bischoff, actually. I never had a bad experience with Eric Bischoff. Um... Yeah, so I never actually heard him say anything bad about anyone. Um, but obviously, he said whatever it is that he said. So, uh, once it's said, you can't take it back. That's why I think people should be so much more careful with their words. Because words once said cannot be unsaid. And that's sometimes what hurts loved ones the most. Is if you speak in anger, you can't take it back. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Um, I don't condone whatever artist stuff that he said. I just don't know exactly what it was. Um, but yeah, that's my opinion and my experience that I did have. Um, I think that was, I never did any indie shows or anything else that had him on it. So that was like my only point of reference actually. Um, but I'll always be thankful to Brooke Hogan for that moment where she straightened my hair for me before that pay-per-view. Um, that was an experience. Um, do people often recognize me in public? Um, sometimes, but honestly, I would prefer not to be recognized. I think there's a lot of trouble that comes with, you see all the time with people that have fame and recognition, 
you you guys a lot of people don't understand what that's like like they can't speak the way you do they can't say the things on social media that, that you do they can't wear some of the same things that you do and they can't enjoy some of the same basic things that you do like it's a completely different lifestyle even WWE superstars feel the brunt of this you know if somebody in their family does something publicly stupid um, they end up getting blamed for it even though it wasn't them or you know something gets taken out of context for an interview or a, a poorly timed photo like what happened with Zendaya right there was a poorly timed photo I think of her at some sort of like fashion event where she's sitting like front row and it looks like her and the person next to her I forgot who the other two women were involved in the instance right but it looked it it legit looked like she was like staring this girl mean mugging her down but really Zendaya was like oh my gosh guys what happened why is this all over the internet like I wasn't even looking at her at all I was trying to get like a better direct view of the girl that was about to walk down the runway and I felt really bad because stuff like that happens on social media all the time some people do it on purpose some people don't some people are miserable so they want to make other people it, it, it's just a whole big thing so I would rather not be recognized, honestly, than recognized. Um, and like I said, it doesn't happen often. Um, it happens, but it's not like a regular occurrence. And I'm very thankful for that because I also think that people forget just because you're famous, it makes your, your, your loved ones famous and your loved ones didn't ask for that. Especially like the, the children of celebrities and stuff. I feel like not enough people respect that privacy and that boundary. Like those kids didn't choose to be famous, but you're trying to take their picture and harass them all the way to school and everything else and robbing them of the innocence of childhood, uh, which I think is just terrible. Anyways, uh, what is a franchise I would nerd out for? I don't know what you mean. Like, are you talking about games? Are you talking about films, television? Like, I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Um, let me see here. Oof, I need to, my hair looks so frizzy. <laughs> let me see, a franchise I would nerd I've never played D&D. &D. That's something I always wanted to do, but I was always so busy wrestling that I've never actually played. I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, so any sort of Lord of the Rings event, I would totally nerd out for. Um, Young Justice, like I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of that show. I would love to play Miss Martian again on a, on a show. I think that would be so cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't fully know what you mean. Um, I apologize, but I hope that answer is suffice. Okay. Um, let me see here. Another person asked me this intricate question. They were like, what makes a woman strong today? Because I guess they see a lot of weak women. Um, I think society as a whole today is weak. It's not, and I'm not just saying this because I'm a woman. Like I, I this is my genuine view of today's society. Um, I think today's society as a whole is weak. I think women are metaphorically speaking being turned into men and men metaphorically speaking are being turned into women and I'm not talking about surgical processes none of that I'm talking about like indoctrination I think we're trying to take the masculinity out of men and put it in women and making men more feminine and I think that's by design I think in my opinion because a country is only as strong as the men that defend it and I say this because I come from a long line of uh, nuclear family members and extended family members who have served my country you know my grandfather served before he was even 18 years old and he ended up going into the medical unit and saving lives you know and uh, when I was very very little my grandfather said something that I didn't understand 
And then I forgot about it, honestly, with all the concussions and everything. And for, for whatever reason, yesterday, something jogged my memory. I can't explain what it was, but I was thinking about my grandpa because I, I love him very much. I think he's always with me. And I just ha randomly got this fleeting memory of him saying something to the effect of, don't go to lunch with people who you wouldn't trust to go to war with. Um, and it was something to that effect. And obviously I was so little uh, in my memory of him saying that. But today, knowing what I know now and going through what I go through, he was really passing me on wisdom that I wish I would have understood. Um, and I really do think that a country is only as strong as the people that defend it. And I think there's no bigger joy in life than being a parent, you know? And I think that masculinity in men is not a bad thing. And I don't think that femininity in women is a bad thing. Um, I think you should embrace your femininity and I think you should embrace your masculinity. That doesn't mean being derogatory or condescending to women. And that doesn't mean being derogatory or condescending or abusive to men. Um, it just means embracing your natural essence of your, your being, you know what I mean? Um, and so I think what makes strong women today, first of all, I take, I don't take offense because it's not offensive. What, I, what am I trying to say? I, I, I don't like the word strong, I guess is what I would say, because people don't check up on strong people. So I would rather phrase the question, what makes a resilient woman today? Not strong, because uh, that's where things become toxic. Um, in my opinion. I would say resilient because people will check up on someone who's resilient, but someone who's resilient is reliable, but they also know that they are human and they have a threshold like everybody else. Where somebody's strong, they, it doesn't end well. Okay. Um, resilience, resiliency is a skill that is really needed today, I think, and it's drastically underestimated um, in value. So for me, what I would say is conviction makes a resilient woman today. Um, knowing who she is, what she wants, and the, the right way to love um, makes a resilient woman. I think an independent woman who understands when she doesn't have to be independent anymore and can rely on her partner, uh, that makes a great and resilient woman. I think a woman that understands the power of love and respect and decency and loyalty and consistency, that is a resilient, great woman. Um, I think people really underestimate how much strength of character and gumption and guts and grit and tenacity and fortitude and humility and vision it takes to be the woman behind your man. And it's a powerful thing. A man can achieve almost anything if he has the right partner. <coughs> and that's beautiful. <coughs> Sorry, asthma for the win. Um, and so I think those types of things, growing up in a loving home, um, having dreams and goals and aspirations and knowing how to love and being humble but also tenacious and having a nurturing, loving quality about you and a loyalty and, and maintaining your integrity and, and holding yourself with just deserved and earned gumption without being conceited or cruel. 
Um, that's a resilient, great woman. Those are the types of women I would want to be friends with and I hope to continue to evolve into and become. Um, I hope that answers your question. Um, let me see here. Um, someone asked me about something they asked me on, a, uh, I think like two weeks ago. Um, they said they were listening to a podcast recently. They were, uh, I guess these guys on the podcast were talking about people in the business paying their dues and care. Uh, getting towels for people and carrying people's drinks and all this other stuff and what my thoughts and opinions are on that. Listen, a full disclosure, I have never had um, another, you know, female or whatever carry my bags or go buy me a coffee and, and all this crap. Um, but I did do that when I first got in the business, meaning I went and got people coffee. I drove people to and from the airport. <laughs> I, you know, helped bring in their bags. I helped did the ring crew and the production and, you know, all of that, you know, corny, old school, paying or dues stuff, you know. Um, I even sold people's merch for them. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did all of that stuff. Um, especially the ring crew, though. I did ring crew for... Gosh, I was even doing ring crew while I was a part of TNA and even after TNA I was doing ring crew So I did ring crew for at least the first 11 years of my career um, And I never felt like I was too big for it Like even when I was you know signed to impact if I was approved to do an indie show <clears throat> I would ask if they needed help with the with the setup or takedown because to me it was just you know what you did You know, it's respect, you know um, Do I think it's a sign of laziness it depends on the person. Um, do I think that's the type of dues that's necessarily needed today? No, like I don't think anybody needs to be buying other people's coffees, especially with how expensive everything is today, you know? I don't think anybody needs to be, you know, the towel person or whatever, but I do think that there needs to be some semblance of paying dues again, which is what I tried to help emulate in different divisions that I was in was the whole paying dues things because you see too many people not having an appreciation for how far opportunities have gone in the business. You know, in the beginning of my career, there wasn't as many opportunity, opportunities as there are today. And so many younger girls are getting it without paying any dues and then they get these super big heads so fast and they're getting more and more opportunities so fast. But then the, sh the, the brighter they shine and the faster that happens, the faster that they burn out. And they have no idea, they don't see it coming, they don't understand it, and they don't know how to overcome it. And that's really, really sad because even though you want to decrease their ego and their overinflated sense of value, you don't want them to be snuffed out like a candle. You know what I'm saying? Like you don't want to see that because you love this business and you want to see it continue with very talented and good and deserving people. But at the same time, you can't just have an open door policy because then you have people treating your division like an option instead of like a, a privilege to be there. You know what I mean? You know, there were locker rooms where I wasn't allowed to change in the locker room with the other girls. Like I was forced to change in a closet uh, in one division before I was, you know, brought on fully for that division. And there was another time where I had to, I was, uh, I was not allowed to set foot in the girls' locker room and I had to change in uh, a bathroom. You know, I had to earn my way into that locker room. Like, I did that a lot. I had to do that a lot. Now, I'm not saying it has to be that extreme, but there needs to be a sense of earning, you know? Um, and I don't know, I guess like, how would I say this? Like, 
kayfabe is it, it's been too exposed but that doesn't mean you need to have a neon sign open door policy where anybody can just come and go and take your your divisions hard fought for opportunities for granted and stuff like that i think that people should earn their way and earn their keep and prove themselves but you don't have to be so domineering and condescending about it you know you don't have to you can embrace people coming in instead of exiling exiling them and i don't think anybody needs to be carrying towels or buying coffees and all of that but i do think there should be a certain amount of paying dues like help out with ring crew uh help out like setting up merch tables or or production or if, if you have a certain skill like marketing or website design i don't know just anything there's so many different ways you can pay your dues what is my worst fear well if i told you i would have to i'm just kidding um honestly after being made fun of all around the world on national tv there's not much that scares me like that should have killed me um but it didn't um clearly you know god had you know bigger plans for me and now i try every day to live up to um to live up to that and the plans that are in store for me um so as far as my worst fear there's not really much that scares me honestly i think there's maybe like three or four things total in the world that scare me uh, but if i told you what the number one fear was i would see it all throughout my timeline and i'm not that stupid so i'm not going to tell you what my worst fear is but i will tell you that i am scared of um ai i uh i feel like terminator 2 is uh heading our way um i really do feel like i mean if the creators of ai are warning us that you know like guards need to be put in place in the software and in the technology and everything to protect humanity then i think that i think that's telling you something now that that's not my worst fear but that is something that concerns me and scares me a bit because i feel like we could be living you know terminator you know um yeah um, that is something to, I mean, the, the, the godfather of AI says he legitimately regrets his life's work. And if he could go back, he would, he would not help create it at all. But again, if he doesn't, somebody else will. So I think there is some merit in saying that we do need to provide guards for the future security of humanity. Um, whew, it is hot, so hot that the sun is literally shutting off my recording. My, my recorder so we are going to get back down to business before that happens again we have got some craziness going on in the world of professional wrestling right now and I cannot tell you how elated I am to see the prep the plethora of just amazingness that is the talent that is currently in the pro wrestling industry we have some seriously talented stars right now today who are just now getting started which makes me really excited for the future of not only women's wrestling but also wrestling as a whole you know we've been hearing for decades now how wrestling is dying and that that may or may not be true obviously ratings you know kind of support that but you have to hope against hope that for all those, you know, childhood dreams out there that have yet to be fulfilled, that that is not the case. Um, and so this week I wanted to do a quick roundup of some of the things going on in the world of professional wrestling. At Impact Wrestling, we have Deanna Perrazzo calling out Jordan Grace, the juggernaut. I love that she like took that and ran with it, by the way. Uh, like the comic book nerd in me was like, oh my gosh, that's awesome. 
Um, I know I know that's neither here nor there, but the virtuoso Deanna Perrazzo is in fact calling out Jordan Grace after Jordan Grace stuck her nose in Deanna Perrazzo's uh, hopeful rematch against the new Knockouts of World Champion Trinity. Now, as it concerns Trinity, however, Trinity has a new opponent that she must be remaining focused on, and that uh, comes in the form of Alicia Edwards. Much to the surprise of everybody at the Impact Zone on this past taping of Impact on Access TV, Alicia Edwards made it through all of the knockouts and some of the stiffest competition of her career to come out on top as the new number one contender for Trinity's Knockouts World title. Now, there are a lot of Okay, there's a lot of opinions about this, okay? I heard a lot of people booing in the background on the camera while Alicia Edwards is celebrating. Like, listen, a lot of you probably did not expect her to win. A lot of people don't. But here's the thing. Impact can turn this around. And if they're not going to do it, Alicia certainly can. And she can make you want to see this match. It's not going to be hard. If I was in charge of production for Alicia Edwards, the first thing I would be doing is creating, like, multiple 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 hype vignette packages of her I would be doing different shots of her with her feet up you know and you can see in a notebook her her studying like getting a shot down this way of her at the TV studying like all kinds of footage of Trinity since she's come to impact wrestling I would be watching I would have you know different footage of her dissecting Deanna Perrazzo as the virtuosa versus Trinity when Trinity becomes the new knockouts world champion and then I would be doing all kinds of hype video of you know Alicia Edwards training and you know getting up at dawn and doing like this underdog rocky sort of vibe but in a Boston baddie sort of Alicia Edwards way with her spunky attitude and her her I'll hit as hard as I am you know like there's so much potential that could really make her this underdog that you would want to cheer for so there's a lot of potential here so I think you know save the booze for if it's truly necessary I don't think we're at that point yet now concerning Jordan Grace and Deanna Perrazzo they're sure as heck going to have their eyes also on this match because it concerns them too as they are both also vying for championship gold in impact wrestling and it's it's worth to note that Deanna Perrazzo has come out on top as the virtuosa in all three opportunities against Jordan Grace. After all, her tenure did begin on the backs of Jordan Grace's reign as Knockouts Champion, and they've made history since then uh, with Slammiversary, with Wrestle of the Year 2020, with the first ever Knockouts Iron One match. There is so much to unpack here, so definitely stay tuned for that. On the NWA side of things, we just recently had the latest episode of NWA. Uh, we had NWA 75, and what a crazy, stellar, amazing, pay-per-view for NWA. They have some of the most promising talents uh, that make you, at least for me personally, make me feel so excited about the future of the business. I mean, guys, if you have not been paying attention to the talents of Kenzie Page, Ella Envy, and Ky Kylie Alexa, then I don't know what you're doing as a women's wrestling fan. Like, seriously. Um, these three women really are a credit to their trainers, and they are really coming into their own fullest potentials as future stars of this business. Honestly, like, I can, every time I see them, I see improvement, I see growth, and I see so much potential. They really are gems in the crown of NWA. Not to mention the fact that Pretty Empowered's Kylie Alexa and Ella Envy have retained their NWA Women's Tag Team Championship titles. And we have a new NWA World Women's Champion. 
Kenzie Page. Kenzie Page finally did it. She is the one woman out of every single competitor that has tried over the last several years. Kenzie Page is the first woman to dethrone the former queen of NWA, Camille. That is amazing, huge congratulations. And not to take away from all of their success in women's wrestling for NWA, to which I do believe, and I stand by this, I believe that Mildred Burke would be proud of the growing talent and hungry and dedicated future stars that NWA is putting over now. I think they are a credit to Mildred Burke's legacy for women's wrestling and for NWA. And I say it, I've written it for Fightful and I stand by it. And that's, let's not forget, fellow brand contributor EC3. EC3 is your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. He defeated Tyrus and it was, it was electrifying, not to take away from The Rock. It was just pure amazingness. The prowess of these two titans of wrestling clashing one-on-one -on -one in pursuit of championship gold. The challenger looking to claim his rightful place the champion looking to maintain his pivotal seat at the top of the men's ranks of NWA, but there can only be one, as it often is, with singles matches. And that, for the day, was EC3, your new NWA World Heavyweight Champion. So much going on. Now, heading into Victory Road, we've got a lot of stuff going on at Impact Wrestling. We have also got a lot of stuff going on with AEW, and uh, we've got AEW Dynamite, AEW Collision, and of course, AEW All Out. Now, I do have to say that Athena was suspiciously missing from any of the adverts that I have seen, and I feel like if you're going to have an ROH card, she should definitely be on it, because as a former Women of Honor uh, wrestler and an advocate, as well as, you know, in the beginning stages of Ring of Honor back in 2008 and 2009 and 2010, um, I firmly believe that Athena is the type of fighting champion that we always wanted, and we always knew that we could be and could have if given the opportunity to earn it. And that's why I think that, you know, they really need to fix that if she is not going to be on this card. If she is not injured, then she deserves, she has earned the right to be on this card. Now you have Ruby Soho challenging Chris Statlander for AEW Gold. You've got Soraya in action. We've got the return of Emi Sakura back on AEW programming. She was recently in a trios match against the champion Chris Statlander, which could be... A questionable decision considering in just a, just a little bit of time she'll be competing for AEW All Out. Now by the time you see this episode this will probably already happen but this is some of the crazy awesome stuff that has been going on in the world of professional wrestling. We've got so much content, we've got so much stuff going on so who knows if you guys like this maybe I'll do more of it. Now we are going to head into a brief update on different things going on. Uh, there is footage circulating on social media of a plane releasing diseased mosquitoes. Yeah, you heard that right. It sounds like a weird sci-fi movie, but this is actual reality in 2023. You know, during 2020, we had killer bees, and now we have diseased mosquitoes being purposely let go in different parts of the United States. So this will be very interesting. Are they infected with malaria for that new malaria vaccine? Um, I don't know who's to say. So we'll definitely keep our eye on that and any information you guys have, we would love to hear it. 
All right, this one's kind of cute. A pigeon decided to walk the red carpet for the Venice International Film Festival. I am all for it. And so were the photographers who took tons of footage, tons of shots of the pigeon gracefully walking the runway, the red carpet. How cute is that? By the way, did you guys know that pigeons are actually super fast and insanely smart? They actually used to save lives, especially during uh, World War I, for example. Did you guys know this? In World War I, pigeons actually saved lives. What would happen is if a plane was going down, they would release the pigeon, and the pigeon would go back to its known location to uh, be able to help guide people back to where the plane crashed to rescue uh, people during World War I. Did you guys know that? That is crazy. They are apparently super social and super smart and super, super fast. All right, moving right along, we are going to head into a few did you knows. Did you know that you can preserve garlic for up to six months? How about, did you know that you can regrow carrots, lettuce, sometimes broccoli, even celery, um, right on your windowsill from scraps from your local grocery store that you already bought, saving you money? Did you know that you can preserve eggs for canning for up to five years? Did you know any of that? <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get on the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast. We got some entertainment, we got some wrestling, we've got some Q and A's, and of course we've got some interesting facts. Now we're going to head into some motivation. As you guys know, I like to call this the bread and butter of the podcast because to me, it was one of the main motivations for me wanting to start a podcast in general, even before being approached by Vince Russo for Russo's brand. Um, and so I think it's provided a really amazing outlet for me to be able to connect with my fans and share something meaningful so that we can all be a part of someone else's survival guide someday. And I can't think of a better thing than that. So we've been on this journey to becoming the best versions of ourselves that ever existed. We are working on, you know, breaking generational curses and generational trauma and ultimately trying to achieve our own individual goals as, as you know, different, unique and amazing, cool and epic and strange and unusual individuals. And we are also collectively trying to become the adults that we needed as children to help make the world a better place. Um, and to me, that is an, a magical, amazing, beautiful thing. And I think the world would, in fact, be a better place if more people worked on their shizit. And that's what we are doing together uh, for motivation. Last week, we talked about, you know, how life is full of can'ts, won'ts, and don'ts. And what they stand for should be entirely up to you. It does not have to be negative. It can be positive. Um, like I said last week, I can't stop until I reach my goals for me and my family. I don't have the time for people that have limiting beliefs of me and are always negative. And I won't sacrifice my integrity for the pursuit of anything in this life. Cancel and some don'ts. What they stand for should be entirely up to you. Now this week is, I think it's time for someone to say this. Um, to me, it's obvious, but I think a lot of the times when we enter into certain situations, we don't want it to be that way. So we try so hard and it ends up to our detriment. Now, I know my fans, you guys work so hard day to day in what you want to do 
and who you want to be someday. We're all growing into the best versions of ourselves in the hopes of leaving past versions of ourselves that don't need to exist anymore in the past so that they do not rob us of joy in our present and our future going forward. So I think now that we have come this far in our journeys of becoming the adults that we needed as children and in our journeys of breaking generational curses and generational traumas, it's about time that we all say that not everyone around you is your friend. Okay, not, we've talked about this a lot, how a lot of people have a vested interest in your silence. Not everybody wants you to build healthy boundaries because then that means that they can't violate, you know, um, and do things um, that benefit them and do not benefit you and how they want it and not necessarily thought of any consequence for you. Okay, not everyone at your workplace is your friend. If you are a wrestler, this is most certainly true. But this applies to everybody else as well, wrestler or not. Not everyone at the workplace is your friend. So go to work, get paid, go home, okay? Not everyone is going to like you. There are billions of people in the world, so that's okay. Not everyone needs to like you, okay? But you cannot sacrifice your progress that you have made in becoming the best version of yourself and becoming the adult you needed as a child and breaking all those generational curses and generational traumas so you can create generational wealth, happiness, health, success, and prosperity all around. If you are constantly diluting yourself and making yourself feel small so that other people around you can feel big, okay? That's not the end game that you deserve. So do not jeopardize all of the hard work that you've been putting in for months now and for years now and for every Motivation Monday now. Uh, listen, not everyone at the workplace is your friend. Not everyone wants the best for you and not everyone wants you to have better than they, than they have for themselves, okay? Not everyone at the workplace is your friend. Go to work, get paid, go home. Work on yourself, work on your own shizit, build your own happiness, build a life that you do not need a vacation from. All right, everyone, this is the latest episode of the Talks with Taylor Hendricks podcast coming to you live every single Tuesday as part of the brand family with Russo's brand.com and channel attitude. Until next week, everybody.